0: Hi guys, Uh, welcome back to Miscellaneous Pleasures. Uh, Actually, the interesting thing with this content here is the fact that people who are watching this on YouTube, I would like to tell you guys that this is also going up on my podcast. Just the audio part, obviously. And the people who are listening in the podcast, uh, I am actually making a YouTube video of this as well. So, you know. There will be a mixing of content here and there. There will be places where I'll have some sort of an issue visual aid for me. And in those places I'll let the podcast listeners know exactly what it is I'm saying. And it is sort of a transition phase for me with videos like this, where this is more like a me completely talking and there is no like reaction or anything like that. So yeah. So uh Manchester United versus Istanbul Bothingshire uh 24th november actually 25th november 1 30 am kickoff at indian standard time for me and we are currently about four hours from kickoff so about three hours from the lineup information and i am kind of excited for this game for a couple of reasons that like what happens is the international break is the sort of thing that I have noticed for the you know, past lot of seasons, that, that basically sort of shapes up the rest of the season, this final international break. Sometimes it has happened, not sometimes, I think most of the times it has happened that United have, haven't actually played well just after the international break and they sort of fall behind the rest of the league and then they have to sort of play the catch up game. Even in the season, I think, even in our best season after Alex, the Mourinho season, where we got like 81 points or something and we finished second, uh, we, yeah, I do remember, Like I think we were like six games, we were 18 points or something, and then we threw a game and then we lost, and then it was kind of a shaky ride, and in the final international break also, I think we had sort of a shaky beginning. And it was around the December time or I think end of November when we lost to Manchester City. And we were at that point, I think we were like 13 or 15 points behind them. Even that early on. So international breaks are something of a curse for us a lot of the times. And I think it's because we don't have a settled lineup. We don't have a consistent lineup playing consistently good football. So there is no confidence. There's always like the sort of a confusion as to which United is going to turn up. And... The United that turned up against West Brom was average, it showed promise but that performance was almost unacceptable and I feel like this game is sort of a very good way to set the foundation for the next 5 or 6 games because, not 5 or 6 actually, it's about 7 or 8 games because we have very very favourable fixtures in the Premier League. And, yeah, actually, you know what, I might as well show it because I can. Uh, Manchester United pictures. So, what we have? So, we have obviously Istanbul today. And then we have Southampton, West Ham, Manchester City, Sheffield and Leeds. Before Christmas in the Premier League. And in between, we obviously have the PSD as well as the Life Games. Game right here that we are going to play today, this can be a very good foundation for us to go into the Southampton game. And I mean PSD is like for me an outlier. I'm not really going to judge United's season based on that single performance. Because we kind of always turn up in the big games and and sometimes it happens that we are just outplayed by the big team. So Either of those cases, I'm going to treat that game as an outlier, unless something special or something something interesting happens. I'll come to that later. Uh, so after Southampton, we have obviously West Ham and Manchester City in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, like I mean, Southampton and West Ham are the teams that sh- we should be beating, and Man City. We did play well against City last season. Four games, three wins and this season they have looked beatable so if we do have no injury issues going into that game i i will not say i feel confident but i definitely feel like we can beat them it's not like we are playing liverpool that's the that's the point i'm trying to make so and after city we have sheffield so this istanbul game right here could prove to be a platform, as well as it could prove to be a... What's the phrase I'm looking for? Like, it could basically prove to be this sort of a galvanizing effect for the team, as well as certain players who could get into form in this game. If we beat Istanbul like 3 or 4-0, that's going to be a really good confidence boost. So, I am looking forward to seeing a good, charged-up United side. Having said that, I'm just looking at the lineup that we played against Istanbul the first time. I do remember the fact that, yeah, Maguire and Tuanzebe started at the centre-back. Positions, and he obviously got subbed off, Tuanzebe. Today, obviously, we will not have Luke Shaw, so obviously, Telez will start. Uh, Dean Henderson uh, is, a, is an interesting one. The only thing with Dean Henderson, I have to say, with his selection is... It doesn't matter what the fans think about this sort of selection. Like, I have seen few people who have been saying, you know what? David Daha is a number one keeper. You have to pick him. And I've also seen people who have said, you know what? Dean Henderson is a player. You have to play him at some point of time. And these sort of games in Champions League and maybe, you know, your Carabao Cup, maybe FA Cup. Games like this are maybe where if he should be starting. So they don't have a problem with it. I think I can't have a say in this even as a fan simply because the only question that needs to be answered is does the back 4 or does even the entire team trust Dean Henderson in the goalkeeping position because looking from the outside there are certain things that we do not know and it could very well be the case that your Maguire's your Lindelofs, entire back 4 it might trust David Dahaya blindly. And with Dean Henderson, they may not do that, even though he had a good season last season that was not with Manchester United. And I'm not sure about the chemistry levels of these players with each other, so that's the thing. And if there is no issues like that, if they feel completely comfortable playing with him, uh, like to an extent that they don't even have to think who is behind them is it Dean Henderson or David Dehaia? Doesn't matter, it's the same thing. If this is the sort of mentality that the team has, the back four has, then I don't have a problem with Dean Henderson starting because I do think that he's a very good goalkeeper and I do trust him to do the job. And I do have issues with his one-on-one keeping and his concentration levels, but I am willing to you know, make that sort of a compromise. One uh, Bazaka has to start because we don't have a right back. I don't trust Forsyth to play well and Brandon Williams, interesting choice but I don't think Sosha will put him at right back. Depends again, I don't know the fitness of Lindelof and Tuenzevi, I don't think that's a bad option like he did get bullied last time right, against Istanbul but yeah I think I'm willing to let this guy have a chance. So, my team is literally Dean Henderson or David Ahaya, whoever is. If Dean Henderson is chemistry-wise fine, then take him, no issues. Dean Henderson, then Van Bazaka, Maguire, Twanzaby. If Lindelof is fit, then I might choose Lindelof over Twanzaby just because more experienced, unlike other United fans, I do rate him. I think he brings a very good calming influence to the team and yeah I'd probably pick him ahead of Luanzadic. But you know, if Sosa wants to rotate, I have no issues with it. tellis has to start at left back. I simply don't think this is a game for Brandon Williams. If you want if you want to rotate then you can play him against West Ham or Heffield or games like that. There's obviously Everton coming up in a while in the Carabao Cup. You can play him there. But tellis has to play against Istanbul. Uh, I might as well not talk about the midfield because it's just a mess. Like, one part of me says, you know what, Fred has to start because he is fit and he is in form and he's a very good player. But there's another part of me that says, you know what, we need him fit because if he doesn't play this game and if he plays against Southampton, then we can play him against PSC and then against Manchester City, which will be a good... Wait, do we have Manchester City after PSG? I'm not sure. I would have to... check that. Ah, oh, you idiot, JK. Uh, Yeah, no, no, no. After PSG, we have West Ham. So, you know what? Uh, I think he can easily play the Southampton as well as the PSG games. And then maybe rest against West Ham and then play against Leipzig City as Le Sheffield. So... From that sort of a context, I feel like maybe this game is the game that you rest him. Uh... So you could probably start Matic. Because again, McTominay. I don't know his fitness limits. Uh, he was obviously, he had a knock and he was tired after the Scotland games. The internships that he had. And that's the reason he did not start against West Brom. But he did come on as a substitute, right? I don't remember who he came on for. But the point is I think Vanderbeek has to start. I don't know about Pogba's uh, sort of fitness but Bruno has to start and for me Van der Beek has to start which means you already have two midfielders and then if you pick a McTominay as well as a Matic I'm going back to my my like my favorite formation that is four two two attacking midfielders and two forwards but I don't think Socha is going to do that maybe a diamond but I don't like diamond again so there you go. So, we could be ambitious and go for like a 4-3-3 with just one sitting midfielder with Van Der Beek and Bruno. And again, I don't think Sosha trusts the United defence to do that. Uh, Rashford has to start, Marshall has to start. There was news that came up that Greenwood is part of the score and that he is fit. So, maybe Greenwood on the right. Please don't start Mata for, I mean for crying out loud. Please don't start on Mata. Like, ah, ah. like the more he plays, like there was a time, a few fixtures ago, I was like, you know what? This guy is actually playing well. So maybe we can stick with him for a while. But then the more he has played, the more I have been annoyed with him. So I simply don't want to see him start. Please play a 4-2-2-2. Or a 4-3-3 with Greenwood on the right, but please don't do this. Actually, uh, on second thoughts, you know what, have Rashford on the right, Marshall on the left, Kalani up front. Even I'm fine with that, but please don't start Mata. And James is interesting, but I wouldn't start him simply because he hasn't played well whenever he has played. So if he is used as a substitution option, because we do have five substitutions in Champions League. So if he is a substitution option, then sure, you know, have him on the squad. Let him be an impact sub. If there's a situation like one-one or something in the 75th minute, bring him on, put him on the left, and then you know tell him to play with freedom. I'm up for that. Uh, yeah. So that's all for the lineup sort of thing. I mean, we have to win this game. There is no like, there is no second option. It's not a it's not a yes no question. There is yes and there is yes. And Keeping that in mind, like, the thing is, PSG are playing Leipzig today. If somehow this game ends in a draw, it's just perfect for us because we can, I mean, we have to win this. That's an end of discussion. If we win this, we go to nine points. And if their game ends in a draw, then Leipzig would be at seven and PSG would be at four. Which means, if we get just one more win out of Leipzig or PSG, we are top of the league. Sorry top of the group and that's incredibly important in my opinion because if we come second then we are going to have to play people like probably Barca, Bayern, I don't know who else will be finishing top but there will be a lot of good teams that will be finishing top obviously and that's a big no-no for me. I mean it seems like even Real Madrid are going to be sort of like coming second in the group, in their group, they had a poor start right in their group. So if we finish first, then maybe Real Madrid would be a, like, team that we could face. But then there will be seven other options. And if any other English team doesn't finish second, then there will be, like, seven other options. And I feel like those are better odds for us. It's not that I don't want us to face a big side. It's just that I don't want us to face them round of 16. Like, let's just go for a normal side, which would be easier on paper at least and then we can build confidence and move forward. Uh, If at all anything, then I would rather have PSD win this against Leipzig or draw. There is no way I want Le- Leipzig to win simply because they will be then at 9 points. As much as I I would love to see psd not qualify from this group, I have to be self-centered here in thinking of just Manchester United and I feel like yeah, this game ending in a draw would be just brilliant. Yeah, so that's that's one thing. Um what else? What else do we have? I mean Yeah, I mean I think I made a calculation error in thinking that Yeah, we would finish twelve, right? If Leipzig draw this game, they'll be at 7 and we would be at 12 if we win the rest of our games. Uh, apart from one. Uh, so yeah, we should obviously not lose to Leipzig. We can draw that. But you know what I'm saying. It's basically increasing the odds for us if Leipzig managed to draw this game or lose the game. So that's all I want from that sort of a that fixture. Uh, what else? Anything interesting? Uh, Greenwood might start. I'm hoping that he does. I'm hoping that he's fit because it's not a physical injury that he's carrying, that's for sure. It's all mental and I do want the guy to be focused, to be, to be mentally fit, essentially. And yeah, so that would be, that is crucial because we have nobody on the right-hand side. And as usual, our board has basically failed the manager in providing a right winger for the fifth or sixth season running. So, you know, that's that. Hmm, the ring word. Van de Beek has to start, right? Van de Beek has to start even if Pogba is fit simply because I want Van Der Beek to start. Like, the more, the longer that we go without starting him, the more trouble I think we are in in terms of keeping the player happy. Yes, he's from a cultured uh, what is it, academy, he is very he's a very good person and he's not like this brat, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, you know I'm just going to go by the reputation that the Ajax Academy has and I have high respect for them and I have high respect for the players that they produce. And I do believe that Vanderbeek is not just a Neymar sort of person or a he's just an arrogant brat. So from that sort of a perspective, he's a good person, he's a good player, he's a team player. But at the end of the day, you have to keep your players happy. And the, the longer Sosha goes without starting him, stating the reason as he is not comfortable to the league or some rubbish like that. I feel like, you know what, well, just start him and if he doesn't play well, he doesn't play well and you can always sub him off at 60, 60th minute mark or even half time if you want. But then not starting him is just like, not giving him just 10-15 minutes at the end is not really helping anybody's causes here. I feel like if he is provided an opportunity to play, and if he is given an opportunity to grab a place, I feel like we would be in a much better position to just have one player, a defensive player, midfielder, and then Vanderbeek has an eight, and then Bruno obviously has the ten. And that will be a much better balance attacking wise, especially against a smaller size. And that's only going to happen if you're going to give him a chance. And the Pogba thing the Pogba thing will work. Like if Pogba plays well then he has to start at number eight. But then right now Pogba hasn't been playing well. He has been saying saying some stuff on the media and I don't know about his fitness. Whatever the case is, if Pogba starts, I have no issues. But then but then I just want Vanderbeek to start because I think he is capable of playing really well for the team. And I feel like he would be one of those jigsaw puzzles that jigsaw pieces that would fit the puzzle very well. And Yeah, it's just about time that we gave him the opportunity to start and we haven't done that enough. So, that's that. What else? Go predictions. I want to be bold and say 3-0, so yeah, I'm going for a 3-0, but I don't know the rotations that Solskjaer is going to do. I feel like Rashford might sit out might I'm not sure. Rashford might sit out. Uh Bruno, I don't think Bruno is sitting this out. I feel like if Bruno is going to be rested, it might be for the next game or the one after that or something like that. And not for a not for this game. I feel like Soja will look at this game as the winnable game. The game that you just even gain some goal difference. Like for now we are top of the group and we're top of the group because of a goal difference because we beat Leipzig final. And if I can get the planning table up, obviously I will not have that because the family table is showing on the screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously top of the group with a goal difference of five, wait, did we beat Leipzig 4 Oh, no, we lost. Yeah. So obviously we did beat Leipzig final, and we lost 2-1 and we won 2-1 the other two games. So we have a goal difference of five. And the next best one is PhD who are at third, who are three points below us and have a goal difference of zero. Leipzig, because they lost to us, they have a goal difference of minus two, which is I think just perfect because even if, let if we win this game by three nil, let's say, that's a goal difference of eight and at that sort of a scenario, even if we are level on points with Leipzig, I don't know what the qualification rules are for positions. I think it's head to head first and then goal difference I might be wrong Whatever the case is a goal difference is going to be very crucial I feel like because we have a very good goal difference we can build on it and I feel like a 3-0 but even if a 2-0 this be a very good sort of push for the for finishing first So yeah What are the issues that we'll have in this game I feel like they're going to dominate us physically at least they'll try to Uh, We have to be very careful of that, and they haven't played rubbish in any of the other two games that they have played. They have at least had shots on goal, they have had, even if not position, they have done something in those games, creativity-wise. So obviously it's not a team that we should be taking lightly. That 2-1 result wasn't an outlier, that was a team playing to its strengths against a team that had the same thing as its weakness and obviously a team that wasn't wasn't up for the challenge but this time around we do know what they are and we should be prepared and we should be beating them three-nil. that's 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 it so that's all for this review guys Um, thank you for listening thank you for watching please share the content and share the share the thing basically because the more people listen or watch this the more chances are of me getting uh, feedback like i'm sure there are a couple of feedbacks that you would have and so that would be really appreciated and even if it's an appreciation that will be a really motivating factor for me to keep this going uh so that's all thank you for listening thank you for watching bye